Why can sexual affairs be easier than other ways of going outside of the relationship? This video discusses that as well as what can restore trust. Let's begin. And validation, it's something that I spend a ton of time on in my work. I'm really interested in how you guys approach validation and your various, with, with the, the various people that you're each working with, sort of a different segment of the couple usually. And I'm interested in how validation shows up in that work and, and the lives of the people that you're working with. Yeah, yeah. So you want us just to go for it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the... So in the context of what you've talked about is the tendency to just invalidate. And it can come through a, a whole bunch of different avenues on, on just, it can be as simple as rolling our eyes, right? I mean, if you've, if you've ever had a teenager between the ages of 13 and 17 roll their eyes at you, it can, it can be like, wow. I no longer exist as a human being, you know, I mean, they can be really uh, <laughs> quite dismissive. Um, but that can, that experience can be had with your spouse, with your partner. And when you're working on trust restoration, it's, it's all of those little things that the other person is looking. For. It's not even that they're looking for them. They're, they're just sensitive to them, you know, and, and that's the part where I have to help the guys to, to become more self-aware, you know, as they, as they step into the conversation, because, and, and all of them are like, I, I don't even know what I did. It's just all of a sudden she was really upset with me. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, well, let's just you know, kind of wind it back and, and review the tape and see what you did. And, and then they, they tell me, well, I said this and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. So next time, you know, but uh, that's how it shows up for me. What about you, Lori? Um, definitely with the women I work with who've been betrayed in some form or fashion, typically um, sexually betrayed through porn or affairs, emotional affairs, that sort of thing. Um, they really need to be validated, not just, um, by the guy we'll start first. Cause typically the guy feels so embarrassed for being caught. So, um, defensive that he's not a good candidate for validating her right off the bat. Um, so then she'll turn to somebody else, uh, somebody in the, um, helping community and, if they invalidate her, especially if, if she sees them as the expert, if they invalidate her, it can actually create more trauma called treatment-induced trauma. And it can really wreak havoc, possibly for decades. I mean, I kind of saw that in my own life. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the first part we, that's the first area where we see invalidation and how damaging it can be. Mm -hmm. The second place, we really need it is for the guy to validate her pain because really if he doesn't validate her pain if she doesn't know that he knows how much his betrayal hurt her then she actually can't even heal within the relationship she has to kind of remove herself 
whether just stepping back in her heart or physically removing herself from the situation, but she literally in her brain cannot heal unless she knows that he knows and he, you know, somehow validates her. Okay, I get it. That really destroyed you. I just, I took a gash out of everything you thought we were, everything you thought you were, um, out of our, what you thought our future would be. I get it. It was not just boys will be boys. It mm -hmm. was this nearly destroyed you. So, or whatever, you know, to whatever extent it really uh, is true for her, if he can do that versus being defensive, then it's, uh, that's half the battle. Mm -hmm. That's half the battle right there. After that, if she gets that, then um, there's some other things that ha can happen and then they can actually grieve within the relationship. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's a, it's a brain thing that, until she knows it, she's in a different part of her brain than she can even heal. Right. So, you know, that she can, she can't even grieve until she gets to a different part of her brain. Yeah. So. I, so I have military experience and to me, it's kind of that level of approaching someone and telling them it's okay that this hurts. Because for, for some women, and really within the context of our society, um, uh, sexual affairs um, are certainly more quickly validated than someone who's just using porn. Mm -hmm. So when a guy is just using porn, because it is so ubiquitous in our society, it's like... That's just what guys do. Mm -hmm. And the woman's like, yeah, but it hurts like hell. And you're telling me that I, I can't hurt because this is something everyone else does. Well, I'm sorry, but it, it hurts, <laughs> you know? And so there's, there's a place for that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that we're ever going to change the conversation on how pornography and all of that works within our world, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, some people have a problem with alcohol and some people do not. And for those people who live with alcoholics to say that alcohol is a problem in their world validates them versus saying alcohol is harmless. You know, he's just got a problem. Yeah. But he brings that problem home and it creates, you know, a, a ton of turmoil. That's something that's actually kind of a, a side conversation, I think, to have, because it really does uh, lend some truth to what Jay just said. The people that, how do I say this, are a little more stuck, are a little um, less developed in their own emotional or relational development. Sometimes, like there's like five or six different categories of things we look for to know, is this the kind of you know, are we going to be able to, to really help here? Um, and the more of these that they have, the more we think, you know, we might have to refer them on. But one of those categories is were they raised in, in an alcoholic home? And it's interesting to me that it's different if the person was raised in an alcoholic home versus if they were raised in a, uh, a home where there was drug addiction. And the difference is alcohol is legal. So if alcohol is legal, why did it hurt me so much as a child? 
I can't gripe as much. I can't be hurt by it because it's legal, if that makes sense. So same thing with porn. Porn is legal. Why should it hurt me so much? You know, it shouldn't hurt me so much. It's, it is kind of, you know, boys will be boys. What's the deal there? So there is a lot of truth to what Jay said that if a woman is being uh, cheated on, nobody likes that. Uh, physical abuse is a little, you know, is, is in that category as well. Um, lies, nobody likes that, you know? So, um, mm. so there are certain socially acceptable ways of mistreating women and there are socially unacceptable ways of mistreating women. And depending on which side of that fence they land on um, depends on whether the woman will be validated or not if that makes sense. But one thing I, I wanted to add was um, we deal with uh, a lot of porn addicts, but we also um, deal with a lot of guys who chronically mistreat women. And with those people, with those guys, one of their favorite, favorite tools to completely take the spotlight off of them and to keep her from feeling validated um, is to turn to their sad story. You know, well, you have to understand, you have to validate my pain, that sort of thing. And the thing that the guys really need to know is she could probably tell you <laughs> how your history of pain played into the porn use. She could probably tell you that. So she already knows that when we get a guy who's like, you know, she needs to hear me. Okay. Show her how it's done. If you want her to hear you show her how it's done. Cause eventually she will, if you really validate, if you really, um, respect her boundaries and help her feel safe and help her with her triggers, if you're really there for her and not just for yourself, she will eventually bring the topic up of, yeah, when this thing happened to you as a child, I can see that it led to this addiction or this, you know, the way that you learn to mistreat people. Um, but she'll, she'll eventually be willing to talk about it, but show her how it's done, you know, um, just lead, lead with compassion. Thanks for joining us. Next time, we will be discussing three typical ways that guys can invalidate their wife's pain. So we hope to see you there.